Aubriana helps soul-centered, conscious, and ambitious entrepreneurs turn their vision into a sustainable, soul-centered, wildly successful, and freedom-based business. If you would have looked at her life even a few years ago, you would have seen a highly successful woman with a solid career. She acquired her degree in marketing and public relations, climbed her way up the corporate ladder, and thought she had found a place to fit in when she began working as a corporate headhunter, but still, even the so-called perfect position didn't feel right. While still working in the corporate world, she became a certified Reiki master and began facilitating healing sessions for family and friends as a side hustle. After eight years of trying to make it in the corporate world, she could no longer deny her soul's yearning for true freedom, flexibility, and purposeful passion any longer. So she quit her corporate job and decided to let spirit guide her. Her business was not an overnight success, and there were plenty of days where she was filling her gas tank with quarters. It took a lot of trial and error, tears, and multiple leaps of faith to get where she is today. And today, she is the CEO of an abundant, soulful, and intuitively aligned coaching business. She blends intuitive energy work and practical methodology to bring brilliant minds to the intersection of their innate wisdom and energetic strategy allowing them to unleash their inner guidance system, facilitate quantum transformation, and live life 100% on their terms. So welcome, Aubriana, to the podcast. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Your Soul's Magic. I'm really excited to have Aubriana today. On today, she is the first person that's coming on since I've rebranded to Your Soul's Magic. So I'm really happy to have you on. And this is going to be your second time. The first time was all about Reiki. And now this time we're really going to be diving into business energetics. So hi, Aubriana. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be back and to dive into like the quantum realm when we're talking about business. Yes. And one thing that I think is super important right now is transparency in the business and coaching realm. Cause I see a lot of people online right now, like, oh, I just started my coaching business and now I'm making 10 K. And I think for the people who haven't yet taken the leap, or are kind of sitting at home wondering, okay, how do I get to that point? But then they're feeling like these people just quantum leaped, but they're really looking for that transparency as well. Like what were these people really going through? Like what kind of wounds came up? You know, what skills do you have to develop? What mindset do you have to have when you start your own business? And so I'd really love to hear your journey of soulpreneurship and really bringing that transparency. Yeah, I'd absolutely love to um, speak to that. And it's true, especially when we're looking at the Instagram space, there's the coveted 10K months that just seem to come so easily. And I think it's really important to understand maybe where someone is starting in their business because for instance, in my business, I had a spiritual practice before I launched my spiritual coaching business. So I didn't start with nothing. I had a lot of clients who transitioned with me into entrepreneurship. 
And when I'm looking at clients who are wanting to work with me, I always do an intake evaluation where we goal set and I want to be really realistic with them, but also have like our stretch goal because quantum leaps are possible, but I want there to be a balanced structure of like the reality and the spiritual capacity, as I would say. So when you're looking at starting your own business, you absolutely can make as much as you want that is available to you. But we have to look at your wounding around sales. You know, how do you feel showing up, speaking, being a leader? You know, we have to look at your energy in your current life. Do you have limiting beliefs around money? (laughs) Do you feel guilt and shame around receiving money? Because strategy will only get you so far on its own. And so I really like to blend those two and give people a path to growing in that direction with a healthy dose of reality saying, listen, you're starting from the ground up. We need to build your foundations before we rocket launch you into a 10K month where your systems won't support you and you run into burnout. So I'd love to dive deeper into some of those things with you, but that's just kind of like my quick spin on on the industry. (laughs) Yeah. And I really love that you brought up the reality thing because I think a lot of people as well They're like, oh, well, I'll just put an offer out there and then I'll just make 10K, you know, and then they hear crickets and they're like, oh, my gosh. And then they kind of come back into their own shell because they're like, well, I put myself out there. No one bought. And then they get discouraged where there is that there is this process of it's not just an overnight thing. It's something you really have to grow into and have a growth mindset towards. And so I'd love for you to really speak on the mindset part of coming into business and also maybe even like the major wounds that came up for you when you were starting. Beautiful. Yeah. So some of the things with mindset is, one, strategy is helpful. You will never hear me say that strategy is not helpful. If you are launching a new offer, there tends to be a lot of noise in the spiritual community where it's like, just launch your offer. You're going to be divinely supported. And I look at divine support a little differently, where we need to match the energy of the divine right? We have to do our part to lay out the strategy and the foundations to launch that new offer. And then yes, we can be divinely supported, but it takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of adaptability and resourcefulness. When you launch something and you hear crickets, something I always tell my clients is let the crickets cheer you on because that is normal. (laughs) It is really normal. You have no momentum built up for that offer. You probably don't have a warm audience. And so you have to give yourself a runway of letting that offer build up some energy behind it, right? Our offer has its own energy. And certainly when I was um, launching my own coaching program, my very first coaching program, I did launch it to crickets. It took me a month and a half before anybody decided to work with me. And it was the highest ticket offer that I have ever put out there. And I was like, oh, nobody wants this. So I was faced with a lot of shadow around what I was believing my value was. 
I was like, I know that I can be a good coach. I know that I can serve and support, but could I lead? And that was a huge thing for me. I was like, okay, I'm being asked to stretch my capacity here. I'm being asked to show up differently and hold a larger energetic container because my previous practice being a Reiki practitioner was very much a behind the scenes supportive role. I wasn't in front of people. I wasn't guiding people. That was one of my major wounds was being okay with leading and being seen and holding space for myself through the discomfort because it was super uncomfortable. And there were days where I honestly was like, I'm going to burn it to the ground. I'm just going to go back to what I was doing. (laughs) This isn't for me. (laughs) I was like, I just need to buy another course. I need to do all these things. And I realized all of that was distraction from what I was avoiding inside, which was doing the healing work around feeling worthy, feeling like I could be a leader and having some of that imposter syndrome come up. Yeah. And understanding that those voices will come up and it's really natural. It's really normal. That means you're going outside of your comfort zone and especially to move from a space of kind of being in the background to putting yourself out there and leading yourself first and being seen. And so I know a lot of women really struggle with this piece of being seen. And I think there's, you know, some past life wounds as well as things within this lifetime, of course. So what are some tips that you would give to the girl that's listening right now and saying, I know I need to put myself out there. I know I want to be seen more and I'm just on the edge. Like, Yeah, (laughs) that's a really great question. I think one way that you can support that energy is I look at your feminine flow as the vision But a lot of times we stray away from our masculine energy and our masculine energy is there to support our feminine vision. And so being seen as part of that masculine structure, showing up, being consistent, like giving those tangible deliverables in your business. So if you're finding that you're having a calling on your heart or an intuitive download that you're meant to be seen, we need to look at some strategy of like, how can we support you? to put you in that spotlight, right? How can we work on your marketing and your messaging, your positioning to be seen differently instead of just in the supporting role, which is very in the feminine. So that would be one way. Another way would be for them to work on self-empowerment, right? You have to see yourself as a leader before anyone else is going to see you as a leader. And sometimes that takes outward support and sometimes it's more of an internal journey. So you have to have discernment of where you're at energetically. So this takes a lot of self-awareness. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where, you know, hiring a coach can really help you and support you with that self-empowerment, as well as what are some tools that you would recommend for someone who's looking to kind of do that on their own is kind of gain a sense of self-empowerment? Yeah. Well, first I would start with some reading because you need to expose your mind to an expanded set of beliefs. So if you haven't read You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, that's a great place to start. I would also really recommend Energetic Boundaries by Cindy Dale. 
that really talks about your quantum fields and like creating boundaries with people. And if you are someone who's in a service provider role and you're wanting to step into leadership, you have to be able to set those boundaries. Also, journaling is one of the major tools I still use today um, where we really look at what's coming forward. Yeah, I love journaling. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, and I know that you, your journey, you came from the corporate world world as well. Yes. And so, and I know many women do too. And I think something that they try to do is they're trying to get out of the nine to five, but then they also end up transferring the nine to five into their business. So they're kind of trying to turn their business that's supposed to be supportive and fun and serving them and supporting them, but they're bringing the same practices from their nine to five and just trying to like transplant it over. <laughs> yeah. so, so did you kind of go through that as well? Were there some deconditioning? Was there some deconditioning that you had to do? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's deep deprogramming, let me tell you. Because and that's really natural. So if you are going through this transition, be gentle with yourself because we're very used to associating our labor and our effort with money. And so when I was first starting out, I was doing hourly sessions, right? Healing sessions was my background. So I was putting a, an hourly rate in my mind to and I was replicating my 9 to 5 job. And I started to expand my mindset and I realized this was not sustainable without burnout. And then I looked at, when we look at corporate, the CEO is not paid hourly. They are paid to be a visionary, to lead the company. And I started to realize, oh, okay, wait, I need to adapt a little bit more of that CEO mindset in my business mm -hmm. instead of the worker bee mindset. And I started looking at the value that I provided because that incentivized me to be efficient and to be really good as opposed to wanting to book people for hours. And when I shifted that in my business, the impact that I had on my clients shifted because I was no longer trying to get them to sign up for more sessions or like book out my entire calendar. I was really focused on providing them with the highest quality service and the most support for them to transform. So I'm constantly preaching this now where I'm like, don't replicate the nine to five in your business. Otherwise, just go get a job if that's what you want. We are meant to be fulfilled and wildly successful in a sustainable way that doesn't foster burnout. Mm, yes, I love that. I love that. And just thinking about like the skills that you also have to acquire when you begin to work for yourself and work from home. What were some of those skills that you had to acquire along the way to really support you in your entrepreneurship? I love this question. So I'm going to give you two things that really will make someone successful. Radical honesty I always say the hardest thing you'll ever do is being radically honest with yourself, because a lot of times we like to placate our desires. We'll say, oh, I just want to help people. Well, you want to help people, but honestly, you want to make a lot of money doing it. That's fine. It's OK to want to make a lot of money. But let's be honest with our intentions in our business. The second thing is radical acceptance. 
if something is working, it's because of you. And if something is not working, it's because of you. And that might be an energetic, intuitive, spiritual, strategic problem. But we need to accept that in order for us to open up the channel of progress and growth. And when we're talking about more tangible skills, right, of course, entrepreneurship requires time management and it really requires consistency. And I don't feel like it's fair to talk about consistency without first talking about frequency. So we hear Mm -hmm. a post 10 times a day on socials. If that's not your energetic capacity, you're setting your consistency up to fail. So look at what is manageable for you frequency-wise that you know you can be consistent with so that you don't start to spiral and self-sabotage. Yes, I love that. I remember seeing a reel that you posted about consistency and you were pretty much saying that when you are consistent, but you're in scarcity, you will produce more scarcity. And I think that is so important for people to understand because a lot of people, they put pressure on themselves to be consistent, to show up, to stay relevant in the social media space. And so can you kind of talk a little bit more about the consistency and frequency. Yeah. So for instance, I always suggest posting maybe two to three times a week on socials. That is the frequency that feels really good to me. I could be looked at by a social media manager, right? Who says you have to post three times a day. And they're like, you're not being consistent with your three times a week. But if I am consistently showing up and posting twice a week, I am being consistent. So Mm -hmm. we have to be right the the leaders of our own mind in business where we don't let others pressures or influence make us start to feel like we're not doing enough because those energetic leaks can really start to crumble your foundations now if you really truly aren't being consistent you're ghosting your business for a month at a time there's probably some emotional healing that needs mm. to be done in order to fix that Um, Because like I said in that reel, if you're constantly showing up in scarcity, we all know when someone feels desperate, like they're desperate to get a sale. And that will energetically push clients away. So we need to address like the foundations of that first because showing up consistently in scarcity isn't going to help you either. So consistency is not the key to just winning at life. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's also, so do you create different, um, consistency containers, I guess, like with posting, with stories, with emails, with going live. Cause there's like different avenues of that as well. Like different channels. 1000%. You hit it on the money. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah. You have to have an energetic, I call it your energetic capacity. What is your capacity for content creation? What is your capacity for clienteling or engagement with your community? What is your capacity for um, your energetic output? How much do you want to be seen? Once we understand your base level capacity, then we're going to say, okay, what is going to be most beneficial to use that capacity in your business? How much frequency do we want to put in this column, this column, and this column so that you can show up consistently? 
because success looks different for everyone. I think that's really important to remember. Not everyone of my clients are chasing the 10K months. Some of them are really happy with a 5K month. And some of my more seasoned entrepreneurs are scaling towards 20. You know, that's a very large gap, but it depends on where you're at, what your life looks like. If you're a mom, maybe you're not scaling to 20K yet, right? But I'm in a double income home with no children. I have a lot more energetic capacity to do those things. And so when we're looking at that, I like to get really strategic. What is the maximum way we can leverage the energy that you do have? How can we make it work for you so that you're not constantly like in hustle mode? Yeah. And I think it comes back to the whole piece of being really honest with yourself about where you're at, what you need, what you value what's going to stretch you a little bit as well, but also support you. So you're not just paying the bills with your business, but actually supporting the life that you want to live. So much yes to that. (laughs) You know, it's, it's so easy when you're first starting your business to set a goal that is just support the life that I have. So I don't have to be at that nine to five anymore. And I like to take my client's vision beyond that. Let's assume your basic necessities are already done. Like that's your new energetic minimum. What does your life look like when you open up that space? Mm. You know, I don't, my goal is never for my clients to be glued to phone calls all day. I'm really big on building in different layers and avenues of income. So that looks like passive, semi-passive and active income. You need all three to really create sustainability. When someone's first starting a business, their mind goes to labor, which is active income. How can I trade a service or product that I am making for money, which is a great start. Don't discount yourself if you're there. But we want to start to look at the bigger vision of how can we make this sustainable so that you can take time off from your business or go and travel or explore the world, you know, to really live life. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we also go through different seasons within our creation process. So it's like, sometimes you don't always want to be out there. So having that passive income, whether that be courses or payment plans or so I love that. And I, I really want to talk about kind of, you know, we're moving out of this old paradigm, right? And I was looking at a study and it said 80% of women are unsatisfied at their jobs. And that's a high, high percentage. And more than ever in these last two years, people are questioning positions that they've had for over 10, 20 years. And so people are really with what's happened in the last two years, taking a look at their lives and saying, okay, wait, I just got put on pause and I've been really reflecting and this isn't the life I want to live. And I want to move into something that fulfills me and gives me more space and time. And so how do you think that business has really shifted from the old paradigm into this 
new paradigm. What are what are the changes that you're seeing in this new paradigm of business? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that people are having having an awakening and they're realizing that you don't have to just work a job to support yourself. We no longer need to sacrifice in that way. It can be deeply fulfilling and we can have the freedom to make that happen, especially with the internet and social media. As much as it has its toxic parts, it also is a great connector and amplifier for people to leverage their energy to make their own way in business. And I think that there's been a big collective mindset shift where we're really focused on desire-based creation. What do you want to do with your life? How do you desire to live? What do you want to experience? And that we are integrating that and therefore pulling away from the corporate structure where it's like, here's a pizza party for doing a good job. And people are starting to venture out on their own and realize I don't actually need that job because I'm supporting that corporation. It's not the other way around. That corporation's not supporting you. Think Mm -hmm. about if you are an employee and they're paying you $60,000 to work for them, you are likely generating at least $120,000 in revenue for that company because they wouldn't have you there if you weren't creating profit for them. And people are noticing their own power and saying, if I can do that for the company, I can do that for myself. I was in a sales background. I would sell over a million dollars a year in my last role. And I, then one day I really woke up and I was like, wow, I'm doing this in like, I did it in luxury fashion. I worked in like more HR roles where I was a headhunter for like the entire West Coast of the U.S. $50,000 for a job to fill a CEO position. And I was woke up one day when they wanted me to create a program to, for sales and training for the company. And I thought, nope. That's my cue. That is my spirit guides coming through and say, Abriana, it's time for you to leave. You need to be mentoring the people who are going to create an impact. And I think everyone else is feeling that same awareness trickle in. And you're seeing the corporate uh, corporations respond where they're trying to lure us back in, right, with the unlimited PTO and using words like impact in their copy because they don't know how to bring people back into that space. Mm, yes. Yeah. I love that answer. And let's talk about sales because I think that can be very triggering for people who have come from a corporate space and they're trying to do sales in this way that doesn't feel aligned. It energetically feels icky for them. And then they're trying to do it in their business. And it's kind of like, a trigger for them. And so they avoid it. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) This is one of the biggest things that I help my clients with. I call it the sales wound, you know, cue the flashbacks of the slimy used car salesperson that you've experienced or the perfume counter. And, you know, I really approach sales differently. So I don't teach, you know, cold DM strategies. I really work on amplifying your frequency to bring in your clients and nurturing and engaging with those people. So I like to shift sales into a space of service. And I frame it like this. If you walk into a store and nobody says hi to you, they don't ask if you need help. 
you feel kind of isolated and you're like, okay, I think I'm just going to go. Maybe you really needed help finding the blue cashmere sweater. And no one, no one helps you. So you leave or you get frustrated. Let's say you walk into the store and someone says, hi, how are you? You know, um, let me know if you need anything. You feel welcomed and great. Third time you walk in is the old paradigm and somebody's trying to shove everything in your face and they're like, buy this and they're upselling you and you walk out, but spending way more than you thought you were going to. And then the next time you come, you try to hide behind the racks because you are trying to avoid that salesperson. (laughs) We want to be that middle example. There's no secret that you're a business, right? If you have a website, you have an Instagram, you have a title, you want to welcome people and let them know how you can serve them and how you can work with them. But there needs to be ethical sales practices in your business where you're not cold DMing people or trying to get them into an emotional state to get a yes. You know, be transparent with your pricing. Let them know what they're getting into. Give them space to make a decision if they want to work with you. It should be a full hell yes, even two or three days after the call with you or after they've seen your website. You shouldn't have to, you know, essentially manipulate them to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you say about the whole, you know, following up? Like, let's say you have a sales call with someone. Do you encourage that they follow up with the person or is it just based on what they feel is right? Well, there's two ways that I approach that. It kind of depends on how you left the conversation. Um, there's nothing wrong with checking in and following up. I encourage that generally speaking. You should always check in. Hey, just wanted to see how you're feeling about that. No pressure. Just wanted to check in with you. If there's any additional questions or anything else you need from me, let me know. Really soft, not pushing. If the client has, we've kind of like left the ball in their court, then I would say give them the space, time, and capacity. They know where to find you. So that would be like my little caveat with follow-up. Yeah. And I want to know, kind of switching gears here, what are (laughs) the three things you would tell past Aubriana that was coming into her business, into her coaching business? Mm. I think the first thing that I would tell myself was it's available to you. Because I honestly felt so blocked around that. I saw people having these huge successes and wins. And somewhere in my mind, I was like, are these even real? Is that available to me? So I would definitely affirm myself in knowing that it is available to me. Um, Secondly, I would really say, you know, to go for it. Go all in. I look back now and I wish that I had decided to go all in sooner. Because I stayed in pseudo productivity and fear for so long that it it really just delayed my progress. And the third thing I would say is get support. It's not right for everyone, but it definitely was right for me. When I started hiring coaches and working in programs, it gave me an anchor in someone else's energy outside of myself and accountability to help me through that transformation stage. I was like in the hole and it gave me the rope to help me climb myself out. And it really changed my trajectory for my life and my business. 
Yeah. And something you brought up is the pseudo productivity. Yeah. What, what does that look like? So that looks like my branding has to be perfect before I launch my offer. And I'm going to spend five hours looking at all the fonts because I'm working in my business. And we all know that that's not the problem. But it feels really good to be productive and to look for the perfect color scheme and the perfect font when that wasn't the problem to begin with. So I was getting stuck in this fake idea of I'm being productive. I'm spending so much time working in my business when I wasn't focusing my energy on the things that were actually going to grow my business, make me money or serve my clients. Mm. So what was that kind of switch in activity? Like, what did you start focusing on? Yeah. So the the first thing that I did was I realized that I was like, I am not a branding genius. I need help. <laughs> I was like, it shouldn't take me five hours to pick a font out. So I hired someone to help me with my branding. And I was like, okay, so if that's taken off my plate, now what? I have to look on what's going on in the inside. So when I find myself even now getting caught up in one aspect in my business, when I noticed I'm too zoomed in, I'm like, okay, if I take that off my plate, what else needs to happen in my business? So that's what I like to ask myself when I'm like stuck in that pseudo productivity. Yeah. Being fixated. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I love that too, because it's kind of like seeing that you don't have to be an expert in every single aspect of your business and you can hire out. And I know some people listening will be like, well, I don't have the money yet to hire out. So then that's why they're, they end up spending all of this time trying to pick out the colors, the fonts, and it does take them away from the actual activities, like putting themselves out there or doing the inner work that's really calling to them. And then they're kind of like, packaging all these other things to kind of distract them from what they're really being called to do. If you don't have the privilege of hiring out yet, because it is a privilege, there's a few tools that I can give you. One would be go to creativemarket.com. You can buy really beautiful templates, color schemes, and fonts that are already like done for you for like under 20 bucks. The second tool that I would give you is self-awareness, right? When you find yourself hyper fixating on something, ask yourself, what am I avoiding and why? Because avoidance and fear are often a, a breadcrumb to what we really need to heal or show up in, in our business. And one more is, you know, find a friend, get a fresh pair of eyes on what's happening in your business. You know, it doesn't always have to be hired Um, a hired coach or even support person. Use your network that you already have. Be resourceful. Ask your partner, ask your best friend, you know, Um, even like when a coach is live, ask, hey, you know, get free support where you can, because a lot of it is out there. Those would be the ways that, and it is the ways that I worked in my own business before I could afford to hire out. Yeah. And speaking kind of on the support piece, of when you decided to hire a coach. What are some, I guess, key things that you would say if someone's 
ready to hire a coach. Like maybe they, they aren't sure. They're like, I don't know. Is it time for me to hire a coach? What are some key things that would kind of signal that it's time to bring in that support? Yeah. I don't think you're ever going to feel ready. Let me start by saying that you're probably going to be, um, (laughs) shaking in your boots, you know, honestly, because I was, But some ways that I knew I was ready for a coach and the way that I see with my clients is that they have a big vision and they don't know how to get from here to there on their own. They know that it's possible, but they don't know the path. That's a really good indicator of you need to bring in outside support. The other um, like key indication is when you are feeling just completely lost, like let's say you're not wanting to completely transform your business, but you are wanting to clarify your product suite, make more money with the skills that you currently have, and you don't know how to do that. So if you're looking to increase your income and you're like, I'm trying everything and nothing seems to work, that would be another key indicator of, hey, You need to try something different. Hire someone who can help you do something different. With that being said, it's important to do your research as a consumer to make sure that coach is a good fit for you. Um, There's a lot of wounding in the coaching industry and there's responsibility on both sides. We need coaches who are practicing ethical strategies, but us as consumers also need to make sure that we are also doing our research and really asking you know, what are the ways that you can support me? And does that align with the intention and the vision that you have for your business? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely agree that there's some wounding around in the coaching industry because I think it's one being honest about what you need and need support in and whether that coach can provide that. Because sometimes, you know, a coach, if they aren't being honest with themselves and their practice, they could try to be the jack of all trades and be like, yeah, I can, I can be in everything to everybody. And then that leaves the person having a bad taste in their mouth. Like, oh, I just invested this money and I didn't receive the support that I needed. Yeah. And, you know, actually, I've had a personal experience with that where I paid $6,500. And it was, you know, that's a big investment. And it was a group program. And it was not at all what I expected. And I think, I think there is accountability on both sides. I definitely needed to do more research. Um, But her selling was very rushed. It was like the program is starting. Like I need your answer, like on the phone. And I felt a lot of pressure because I wanted my business to grow. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to do the investment. I'm ready for this leap of faith. And I didn't give myself the time and the capacity to think, okay, is this really what I need right now? And I learned a lot from it, but it was definitely not the experience I thought I was signing up for. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's also knowing too, that just because a coach has hundreds of thousands of followers, that doesn't mean that they're going to be just the best for you. So it's really like seeing what is the best alignment between you and a coach and what are some tips that you would suggest when looking for a coach? Yeah. So first we need to get clear on your goals for your business. So if you are just starting out, 
probably looking at a coach who's like, we're going to scale you to seven figures is not your coach. You're needing foundations. You're needing processes input in your business, right? If you're more seasoned in business, you're probably wanting someone who's going to scale you. You're like, I'm hitting those 10K months and I'm feeling the, the signs of burnout come on. I'm not having any passive income and you're like income capping with your time then that's an indicator you need someone who can help you scale. And then if you're like already in that scaling and it's like just streamlining, that's when you need that seven figure coach who's going to take you to the next level. So it really depends on your goal and look at the messaging and the marketing that the coaches are putting out there. They are normally pretty good at saying exactly who they are for. Um, So see what level of business that you're at and say, okay, what season of business am I in? Am I foundations? Am I growth? Am I scaling? Or am I streamlining? Those are kind of the four seasons of business when I'm evaluating someone. And I've declined clients where I'm like, hey, you know, actually, I don't have what you're looking for. Or I don't have a certification program. Sometimes I get asked for that. And I'm like, that's not something that aligns with me. So make sure that you feel like you can trust the coach that you're wanting to talk to or work with, because if you can't trust them, how do you expect them to come into your business? Mm, Yes. And something that I've noticed that you do that I really love is, and this is kind of switching gears again too, is the wealth activations. Can Mm. you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So I grew up in a lot of um, scarcity. You know, it was we struggled with homelessness a lot and like very paycheck to paycheck. I was living in my car for a little while. And so when I was working on my mindset, trying to start a business, I was in a lot of debt. I was hiding my car from like the repo people at one point. And I realized that when I was like coming up against the same money belief in my business, I was like, okay. I'm going to approach this from an energetic way because I've tried the saving. I've tried cutting out the lattes. Like, what can I do? (laughs) You know? So I was like traditionally trained in energy work. I'm a natural born medium. I love channeling spirit. And so I was channeling and I was like, okay, spirit guide me. How can I move this energy to open up to receive? And that was the biggest download. It was like, you're having trouble receiving. It's not even that you're having trouble making money. You're having trouble keeping money and receiving money. And I was like, Ooh, that hurt. And now I do an energetic activation where I'm working on your channels of wealth, receiving and amplifying where we're really looking at you and your business from an energetic state to see where you blocked, because then we can support you energetically and strategically with the mindset work. What do we need to reframe? And so it's a really deep process of uncovering what's happened because everyone has a different story. They've been hurt in different ways. And it's like learning to clear some of the charge around that pain. It doesn't mean that you just forget or you instantly heal, but it makes it lighter. And then as it gets lighter, your actions change. And then what you're receiving as evidence to your brain changes. And then it shifts you to create different actions. Mm. Wow. That's... That's amazing. Yeah. I, and then do you offer those just for 
your private clients or how do you offer the wealth activations for anyone who's listening and is like, Ooh, I want to try like do that. So at the beginning of the year, I did a three day wealth activation series that was for free for anyone. So whenever I feel like an intuitive download, I put them up on Instagram and let people join for free. I don't record them because people are sharing really deep and personal things in the community. Um, And so I wouldn't ever want to like broadcast someone's pain, but I also offer it in my group and my one-on-one containers. And then all of my coaching clients get access to my network, which has ongoing resources and workshops and guest healers and intuitives that come in even beyond working with me. And so something that is being added into there are going to be recorded wealth activations from myself that will be available for download in the future for free. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And for those who are really bringing in the energy piece to their business, because I I know you're talking like, oh, I got these messages from my spirit guides. I was born a natural medium. And yes. let's say someone's like, oh, well, I'm not hearing my spirit guides. I'm not a natural medium. How how do I know if what I'm doing energetically is aligned? What are some tips that you would give someone that's wanting to work with that energy aspect? Yeah, I love that. So first off, we all have access to spiritual gifts. It's just like, just like running. Some people are naturally a better runner. I just happen to be a naturally more connected medium, but we all have access to it. Um, And the way that we start to develop a relationship with our intuition is the way that we can strengthen it. Look at it like a relationship. It is trust. If you don't have any trust in a relationship, then it's probably not going to work out. So when you get that gut feeling or you get that burst of inspiration, that's your intuition talking to you. Your body holds an innate wisdom that is always trying to speak to you. When you are feeling into your body and there's hesitation, that's something that your intuition is asking you to explore. When you have that illogical, I don't know why I'm just meant to do this, that's your intuition talking to you. And the more that you trust it, the more that it is going to develop. When we're looking at it through the lens of business, let's say you have an offer and you feel nervousness. Nervousness isn't necessarily negative. You could be nervous to go on a roller coaster, which is really exciting, or you could be nervous because you're scared. So you have to dive into that, move some energy with journaling and see what is the base emotion that I'm feeling. Is it excitement or is it fear? Because if you're operating out of fear, then we need to do it some adjusting. But truly tapping into your body to feel the base emotion of what you're creating and how you're showing up is the best way to start to shift and bring awareness of energy in your business. Mm, those are some really great tips. And so as we kind of wrap up here, what are some things that you want to share? there's anything that's been coming up throughout this conversation? Yeah. Well, first off, just thank you for having me and opening this conversation. Um, You know, strategy alone will only get you so far. And I have learned after like years of coaching now that it's far less about information and a lot more about integration. 
I can tell you all day how to, you know, post, how to create an offering, how to sell. But unless you're able to integrate that information, it probably won't do much for you. So if you're sitting at home listening to this podcast and you're hearing the tips that I'm saying, make it a point to move those points into action. Like push yourself a little bit to actually integrate the energy that's coming through for you right now, because this is free information that you get to utilize in your business through action. And that's when we really integrate and you'll feel if something feels good or if it doesn't really quickly. And that's been a really big theme, I think, through this call and through um, the collective right now is that information is only as good as your ability to integrate it. So take the time, see how this applies to you and how you're going to use it in your business going forward, because it does take some action. Mm, Yeah. And I think as a like this whole manifestation buzz term has come across, people are starting to realize, oh yeah, there is that action piece that is super important. It's not just about visualizing and Mm. all of that. And also that we're in this space where we have access to so much information that there has to be that integration piece so that we can begin to embody the information that we're learning. And I love what Joe Dispenza says, he says, we're becoming the, we're moving from philosophers to initiates where we're now initiating, being initiated into that, you know, philosophy or information that we are learning, which I think is the next step to really kind of create this new paradigm of like, okay, this is where we have to be led is really embodying this instead of just talking about it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, Really walking the walk, you know, it's so easy to align with a school of thought, but it's not always so easy to actually show up and do it. And so be easy with yourself. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. You know, our energetic frequency is the average of what we're doing. So if you're doing more good than bad, know you're doing the right thing. You're never going to be perfect. You're always going to have human emotions and experiences. We're looking at the overall average here. Mm, I love that. Well, and I guess now we'll just wrap this up with how people can connect with you and anything that you want to, anything that you're excited about that you're going to be offering or yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again for having me, Michelle. It's like always a pleasure. You know, I love the platform that you create and the awareness um, of both like the spiritual and the logical parts of this world that we live in. Um, If you are wanting to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Aubriana K. My website is aubrianak.com and You know, I hope that we can connect. I offer lots of free resources and tips and a new way of looking at business, um, as well as group coaching, masterminds, and private coaching, too, for anyone who is ready to get some deeper support or to start to make some waves in their business. So I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about what I do. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and put 
Abriana's information in the show notes for anyone who wants to connect with her. So thank you so much, Abriana, for coming on. And till next time, guys. Thank you.